here's Johnny. <laughs> I was obsessed with that show when I was little. Here's John- oh, the late night show with Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like the most magical person. I watched Letterman and loved yeah. him. Yeah. Because um, my mom watched Letterman. So I'd watch Letterman. Uh-huh. Happy Friday. Hey, guys. We did the live chat with the Patreon. It was so fun. It was really fun. Especially for our first one, just to like talk about whatever came up. We did a little bit of crime stuff here and mm-hmm. there, but mostly it was just all of us getting to know each other and enjoying it. Yeah, other. just random chit chat. It was really great. So thank you guys. I loved it a lot. Yeah. If you were on that, that was wonderful. Yeah. It's for the Janet's level. We do it once a month. The next one is going to be, I believe it's March 22nd, which is a Tuesday night, but I'll post it on the Patreon so you can see. I can't believe it's March. I can't either. It's my birthday month. Oh, that's right. Okay, so everybody tomorrow, wake up and be like, mm, it's Kara's birthday month. Feel, you won't hear this till Friday. Feel it. Yeah, feel that and just let me know. I bet they day. did. I bet they noticed. I bet y'all did notice. I mm-hmm. bet they said, this girl is aging. When you she watch. She's going to be. <laughs> she is a year older. She is gracefully aged. Mm-hmm. Who just like whipped it up here? <laughs> What's happening? Who's going to get out of this here said vehicle? That's not a parking spot is the thing. That's Yeah, people aren't supposed so to someone- park there. Has some audacity. They're not going to get out of their car either. They're just going to pull up and sit. Jaw rule, is that you? What's happening, Megan? I mean, the windows are all tinted. <laughs> jaw rule. I hope it's jaw rule. He's going to get out of the car and be like, and we're going to be like, and I'm real. real. <laughs> and I can't go on without you. I don't think it's jaw rule. If it was, that would be amazing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing either. We're like two little so, babies. What is this person doing outside? <laughs> That was a glimpse of me and Kara when we're 80. Yeah, on our front porches. Okay. We're all live next door to each other. Of course. And with chickens. And mini cows. And turkeys. Because I now want a turkey. Okay, anyways, Megan. Mm. Have you ever watched the documentary Tabloid? Mm-mm. Oh, I've got a treat for you. <laughs> Joyce McKinney, born in the Appalachian Mountains mm-hmm. of a small town in North Carolina. She was an only child. Uh, loved beauty pageants. She entered them often. Mm. Hardly ever won, though. She was super religious, and she, like, her two goals in life were to become a celebrity and chastity. Mm. They definitely go hand in hand. 1973, she converted to Mormonism, moved to Utah, and wanted to study at Brigham University. While in Utah, she got into the social circle of the Osmonds, Donnie and and she was like in church with them. Uh, she had like all these friends in the Mormon group, and she started dating around this guy she was infatuated with. Ended up getting engaged to another woman, and she was real upset about it, mm. like real upset. So it was one of the Osmonds that she was infatuated with, actually, oh. Wayne Wayne Osmond. Mm. I don't know him. I only well. know Donnie and Marie. Yeah, she was she was heartbroken. So after that. She met a Kirk Anderson. They started dating, hanging out. She said that he was like a heroic combination of Clark Kent and Gary Cooper. But he just was like Wait, this 19 Gary Cooper. Alex, is this, is he? What does Gary Cooper look like? Here's something I found on the web. According to immortalephemera.com, Gary Cooper was a wonderful actor and the best, most beautiful looking man to ever grace the big screen. The best, most beautiful? Alexa. Okay. Show me a picture of Gary Cooper. I was picturing the kid from um, the What You Talk About Willis Kid. What's his name? Isn't it also something? <laughs> Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. I loved that show so 
had a combination of Clark Kent and Gary Cooper, and I pictured that kid, and I was like, what does that mean? How is this Mm. Anyways, he was just a bland 19-year-old guy. There's no attractiveness or what you talking about Willis's. None of that happening here. <laughs> okay, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman Cooper. Mm. Kent. Often mistaken for Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Okay, anyways, they ended up sleeping together. She lost her virginity. Both of them were, like, overwhelmed by their guilty consciences. Um. And... Kirk decided he was going to go confess his behavior to his Mormon elders. Um, and they were just like, we're ending this love affair. You cannot be with her anymore. This is absolutely ridiculous. So he moved out of Utah and decided to go abroad in England on missionary work. Joyce was like, whoa, how dare he? I'm pregnant and miscarried. Like, this is not happening. I had your baby. Oh. You, I'm, you can't leave me. Mm. I had I carried your baby for whatever. When did she? How she long? Didn't. She didn't. Oh, no, I was she like, didn't. no, she didn't. She was very angry at the church's reaction to their re- relationship. That she was like turning my back on Mormonism. Mormons ain't nothing to me no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she was like, I still love Kirk, regardless <laughs> of whether or not he's a Mormon. She was like, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to follow him across these seas, see what he's all about, see what what he's doing in life. So she went to Oregon and lived under an assumed name so nobody would know where she was. And then she... Wait, she went overseas? Well, she was at Oregon first. She started in Oregon. She was was headed overseas. Started in Oregon, changed, like, went under an assumed name so nobody would know who she was. Because she was some... She claimed she was famous, like... She's mm-hmm. she's this model, like pretty girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, how that you know. we all do. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I'm gonna hire a detective agency to kind of like scope out what's going on, where he's at at all times. I'm gonna stalk him, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so Keith May went with her on this mission to get him back, to get Kirk back. So they flew to England, used an imitation handgun, they abducted him. Drove him to a secluded cottage in Devon, and for three days, she kept him there. She kept Kirk tied to a bed, and she repeatedly had sex with him in effort to become pregnant. Mm-hmm. She claims that bondage was always a game for them, and that he was all about that life. But after three days, he was allowed to leave. Tied him to the bed for three Tied days. him to the bed. Mm-hmm. Did he get to go pee? I, I need to just. I need to understand. I don't. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. I do, yeah. was he drugged? No. You know? I like later on. It goes into more details, but in the documentary, it's like she's like, I came back and he had ejaculated all over himself and was crying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> of course he was. He's crying. Of course he was. Lord. Okay. <laughs> so once he got out, she was arrested. Well. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. And the other guy was arrested, too. They were held in prison for three months. She was trying to get word out to the press during her incarceration. So she would, like, hold, like, phone number up and, like, the police cars and stuff. Like, all these things. Like, trying to get people's attention. Like, trying to get the tabloids' attention. All this stuff. It was just absurd. Just to get more fame from it? Yes. 
It says, McKinney had been desperately trying to get word to the press during her incarceration. When proceedings were held to decide whether the case should go to trial, she got her chance to go public. She demanded that reporting restrictions be lifted, and then she spoke at length to the court about such matters as erotic benefits of oral sex. <laughs> and it says the reporters were just like scribbling, like just at crazy speeds. Oh, yeah, they're able like, like, oh, to tell me more. What are the yes, erotic like benefits? all of their notif- notebooks were just like full of like her not George's <laughs> drawings. <nonsense>. Yeah. <laughs> If you're my if you're my kids, turn this episode off. Yes, um, it reminds me of the oh, what was the oh Mona Fandy? Remember yes. that the witch episode? Yes. I think I changed that to a murder classification, mm-hmm. but it's like an earlier episode where that woman was so obsessed with fame, she murdered somebody and like right. was thrilled to death yeah. with all the fame that came. Yeah. From it. So the press was like, she's the Scarlett O'Hara of sexual liberation. What yeah. are you talking about? Yep. Then the prosecution was like, okay, Joyce was a stalker <laughs> who's com- a kidnapper. Whose compassion led and her to ab- him. Yeah, who abducted Kirk, forced him to have sex. They read out Kirk's submission. It said, she grabbed my pajamas from just around my neck and tore them from my body. The chains were tight and I couldn't move. She proceeded to have intercourse. I did not want it to happen. I was very upset. So then she was able to give a final speech to the court. I don't know who her attorney was, but why are you letting this happen? <laughs> she said, I think I should explain sexual bondage and Kirk's sexual hangups. Kirk was raised by a very dominant mother. He has a lot of guilt about sex because his mother has overprotected him all his life. He has to be tied up to have an orgasm. Oh my God. <laughs> this woman. She said, I loved Kirk so much that I would have skied down Mount Everest in the nude with a carnation up my nose. <laughs> you know that common saying people say, I love you so much that I would ski down Everest naked with a carnation up my nose. And you're like, wow. That's, that's right. That's right there. That's real life. I've never, no one's ever said that to me. And if they don't, then I don't want it. I mean, I don't want nothing to do with you. You won't ski down Everest naked for me with the carnation <sighs> after those. What are we even uh, doing? Yep. It's yeah, such yeah. a weird thing mm-hmm. to say. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let me put all the random things I can put together in a sentence and tell you. Just like that. That's what too, love like, me. On the spot in court. Mm-hmm. You know what? They granted her bail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was out on bail. She went out on Fleet Street's offices looking to sell her story for uh, 50,000 euros. She promised to expose the Mormon church and the Osmond family. She took out advertisements. She was trying to get all of this stuff into, like, film studios. And everybody was just like, what the heck is happening? Like, this is her claim to fame. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's weird that her goals were chastity and celebrity. And she's basically using sex to get more fame. Mm-hmm. Which is basically what happens with fame, I guess, these days. Yeah. There were some problems uh, throughout that time frame. <laughs> She's wanting to tell her story to the Daily Express. And they were like, she gave me some bullshit that it was only um, the Daily Express writer said. Mm-hmm. She said to him it was the only paper that she trusted and that he was the only journalist she trusted. He said she wanted 40,000 euros in a suitcase. And I said, just hold on. And I went through to Derek Jameson's office, who was the editor. And I said, I've got Joyce McKinney on the telephone and she wants to sell her story to us. He was like, Derek nearly fell off his chair. He said, what does she want? 
I said, she wants his money in a suitcase. And so he said, well, give it to her, give it to her. So I rushed back to the phone and told her that would be fine. And where am I supposed to meet her? He flew out to meet Joyce at the Hilton Atlanta airport. These two people who were now currently fleeing from the law because they were on bail. On bail. Oh, Keith got out too? Yeah. Yeah. He said they were (laughs) turned up in grease paint dressed like characters from a really bad amateur production of Alibaba. He was just like, this is absurd. Like, what is happening? She said she was paranoid that FBI agents were tracking her. So they insisted that they move from hotel to hotel as they took down her story. She, it said, she told it in a colorful way, but there was no sense that she had ever been anything but sweet country girl. And she got caught up in the business in London and everything was part of a Mormon conspiracy. I thought it was a bit boring, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so May 22nd, 1978. The Daily Express published the Joyce McKinney story under the front page headline, My Undying Love. She was photographed in a roll neck sweater, smiling with a carnation in her teeth. For the first time yesterday, read the opening paragraph, Joyce McKinney talked freely about the love affair behind her astonishing sex and chains kidnapping case. She described her love for Anderson, Kirk Anderson, tender, profound, indestructible. Imagine... A man rapes a woman, kidnaps, holds her hostage uh-huh. for three days, rapes a woman, yeah. and then goes on the front page with a story about how much he loves her. Mm-hmm. That's a stalker. Right. You go into jail. But I guess since she's a woman, people were okay with it? Mm-hmm. Did people receive this well? Yeah, I mean, she was super mad about the press. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. gonna be so tangled not with this one nice. and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o-beauty.com 
using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. When a friend of McKinney, Joyce's, phoned and told her what had happened, she became hysterical. It was like something from The Exorcist. She screamed and screamed, and she appeared to be about to jump off the balcony. So I'm guessing talking about the way they ran it. Mm -hmm. They took her to a nearby hospital where she was sedated. They called her parents. They got to the hotel early next morning. Joyce became upset again. They said she was going to, she was trying to sink her teeth into her dad's arm. Two state troopers turned up in cowboy hats and dark glasses in the small hotel room that had all these people in there. Me, Brian, the photographer, Keith May, the parents, Joyce. Joyce was sitting there looking like Ophelia in a nighty, staring her hair all over the place. And uh, they all just looked at her like other person, her accomplice, looked really alarmed. This day, it says, in quotes, the state trooper asked us what was going on, so we tried to explain the story to him. One of them, it was like Laurel and Hardy, actually took, off, took his hat off. Scratched his head at one stage as we were talking about East Grinstead, Mormon Church, tied to the bed. They were completely baffled by it. They weren't the only ones baffled by it. So the Express tried to dismiss the claims of the lurid past. At no time, Keith was quoted saying, did she pose in the nude? So they're saying that she's like an ex-boyfriend came up and was like, I've got these photos of her. I'll sell this to you, like all this uh, stuff. So that's why she was so upset. So she's like freaking out because like the papers have this. And mm-hmm. so they got it off the front page. Six years later, Joyce is arrested at Salt Lake City Airport where Kirk worked. Six years later? She was where Kirk worked six years later. Why was she out on bail all this time? Did uh-huh. she not go to trial at all? Yeah. But it gets worse. In her car were a set of handcuffs, some rope, a notebook detailing Kirk's movements. And she never married. She maintains that her greatest love story ever told was the one with Kirk. In the movie, she's just talking about how she just loved this man and he's the one that got away. Like she was stalking him at the airport where he worked. So then she was living in California. She had a pit bull and it was her favorite dog ever. And she sent it to China to have it cloned or sent some of its DNA or something to have it cloned. And this person, this doctor claimed he was cloning her pit bull. So she ends up with five dogs from said cloned pit bull. And she decided she was going to start protesting the tabloid documentary. So she's all over the place. Um, Wait, can you actually clone your dog? I don't know. Hmm. I feel like I would clone Dex. In a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would have 10 Dexes and I'd be perfectly oh, happy. Yeah. Doc, my German Shepherd. For the rest would, of my life. If I could have, yeah. Just Dex, 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 yeah. Dex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, it ended up, she she did some more awful things and her dogs ended up at the animal shelter. Oh, no. But they found homes. They were just a mess because they kept finding them in like kennels and not cared for. Oh, no. Yeah. Somebody even said it looked like she was living in squalor. At mm. one point. Well, I mean, so, she's clearly mentally ill. Oh, it gets worse. But no one's doing anything. Mm-hmm. They're just putting her on the newspaper oh, yeah, and yeah. letting her talk to everybody about how in love she is. And oh, she yeah. wants to ski down Everest naked with the carnation. Oh, yeah. Nose. Like, <laughs> she's yeah, not no. well. The mental illness gets worse. I think this was 2019. I forgot to write down the date. 2019, 2020. The article was published in 2020. Um, and I can't find anything past, I think, because of COVID for her proceedings. June 17th. 5.35 a.m. 
surveillance video from a Valley Village neighborhood caught this gentleman, older gentleman, getting hit by a car while he was walking his small dog across Magnolia Boulevard. He was a 90-year-old. He was just in the middle of a crosswalk. Driver, Joyce McKinney. She drove off. His death made headlines. His family's on TV. They shared pictures of the truck. The cops said, the LAPD detective, Holly, said, I had over 20 leads to follow up on on the next day. June 21st, a tip came in that was pretty good. There was a truck police might be interested in parked near Hollywood Burbank Airport. They immediately go to look at the truck. They get up to the truck and they see Joyce sitting in the driver's seat. They're like, oh, God, we've dealt with her a million times for a million different reasons. What is she doing? How are we going to get her out of the car? Because they think she did this and she's just going to, like, go with a fight. Mm -hmm. They said she didn't even know they were there, jumped out of the truck, pulled her pants down, and started peeing. Guys. Yeah. How did she get to this point with no one doing anything? Exactly. Like, I really want, I mean, she's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Lord, she's clearly mentally ill. Why? This is 2019. We should be... Better than this by now. Someone should do something. Of course, as we've talked about before, it's really hard to do something when someone's mentally ill. But oh my God. Yeah. They said that she was evasive. She avoided questions about whether she frequented Valley Village. The detective said that she learned from an employee at the Pizza Hut there, um, where the crash scene was, that Joyce was a regular at the Pizza Hut. The security cam footage shows her at the restaurant that that night. She claimed she didn't know anything about the crash. She did admit she was the only driver of her vehicle. They took her into custody, and she had gotten into an altercation while trying to use a shower at a local L.A. fitness club. So there's another Is she battery. And just has a truck? or No, because at the time she had three of the five dogs that were then. Those two were taken to the shelter. In August, weeks before her mental competency hearing, okay. um... The detective talked about the case with a reporter. The detective said she believed she was a narcissistic person. She said there were previous encounters with police, and she would tell them about the potential book she was writing, um, a movie future that she had. And then there's just, like, all these conversations that body, like, are on body cam footage, and they're all like, this This is just I mean, lot. narcissistic, but also some sort of... I mean, uh-huh. she's not in touch with reality at all. Yes. Well, that's the thing. That's the next thing this officer says. They said... She was coherent and she chose her words carefully. What she was saying was making sense. If anything, I don't know that she had the ability to care about anybody but herself. But she got out of the truck and peed. Exactly. And she held a man captive Uh and raped him and doesn't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. And I mean, there's something wrong. Yeah. Well, then, so the animal shelter starts receiving letters from Joyce from jail. Each one is about 20 pages. In the letters, she says she's being held against her will and that she wants to reunite with her dogs, which she names. She's very intelligent, they said. She constantly plays the victim. She has not acknowledged what she's done in any of the letters. She just says she's been falsely accused and is being held captive by the sheriff's department. So on July 2nd of that year, the district attorney's office filed against her one felony count each of assault with a deadly weapon, hit and run, resulting in death, a vehicular manslaughter with gross negligence. Two days later, records show her public defender declared doubt about her mental competency to stand trial. 20 days after that, a judge ordered mental competency hearing for her. 
September 9th of that year. She's in front of L.A. Superior Judge Robert Harrison. Her second public defender, William Edwards, said at first he believed some of the details she told him about her life could be delusions. He said, I wasn't sure if some of the things she was saying were true or not. And then when her lawyer looked for himself, he found a lot of it actually is. He said, I encourage you to Google her name. She's a fascinating figure in our culture, which is horrible to, like, throw out (laughs) there. Like, what? Yes. She's not fascinating. Yes. She's mentally ill. Exactly. So Judge Harrison said she is mentally unfit to stand trial, and they ordered her housed in a mental health facility. She was taken to the Metropolitan State Hospital, which is a 162-acre facility in uh, Norwalk. And then in February of the next year, I think 2020, either 2020 or 2021, Judge Van Nuys ruled she's not competent. So they had another hearing scheduled for August, but I can't find anything after that. So I don't know if nothing was heard because of COVID or if something happened to her. I don't know. Because when I Googled, I was trying to figure out how old she was. This says the guy that she hit was a Holocaust survivor. Oh, my God. (laughs) This woman. But I was just trying to see, like, how old was she yes. when this happened? And I can't. I think she was, like, in her 60s, maybe. I was going to say, because the thing well, happened, she was the kidnapping born. happened in the 70s, right? Yes. You should look her up. Everybody should Google her just to see her face. It's like, mm. Mm. Google her pics. So, yeah, she's a horrible human with a lot of mental health issues, which, fortunately for her, towards her later life, the judges were oh. getting her into She's 72. 72. Right now. Or getting her some mental health help. But unfortunately, it was this late in her life and horrible things had to happen for this to happen, for her to get yeah. here. And we know she was doing horrible things in the 70s. Yeah. And nobody stopped it. I mean, they it got so big in the news that everybody was just like, it is what it is. She's just like this young victim. Yeah. This poor guy was then stalked again six years later. I just don't. Oh, they were sentenced to a year in prison for skipping bail, but it was in the UK. So Yeah, so they were just like, yeah, why? that's uh, that's why. I was like, how is she not? But that's yeah. why. The U.S. didn't extradite. This is ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then she goes and hits yeah. a Holocaust survivor with her car. Why? Yeah. Just because she's not well. Right. <sighs> All he's doing was walking his dog. I know. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've gone now and watch tabloid though like i've yes. heard of it i've heard you lots of things it. about it but i've never watched yeah it. it is like this doesn't even do it justice like this is just like the tidbits of it you mm-hmm. need to like get a deep dive into like her no. person because she like goes into like her book she's writing and like all this stuff the person that immediately came to mind when i looked up her picture was carol from carol baskin mm-hmm. i mean they kind of look like whacked him but i can like that's the Did personality i just gave her mm-hmm. carol baskin <laughs> okay Thank you for yeah. that story. You're welcome. Thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you all so much. What else do I have to tell you? Oh, we made a Facebook page. We did. For the podcast, which yes. we've never had before. Kara and I both run social media for our jobs, like our real, like yes. our actual jobs. Yeah. And not this fun job that we have here. Right. And so I think that's why we were both like, we Ugh. don't want to do another do Facebook page. we need page. another? But then we realized that if we do a Facebook page, you all can share mm. posts from that. And you all can't really share from the Facebook group. Right. Now, the Facebook group's not going to change at all. Yeah. If you all would like to go like the Facebook page, that'd be great. Uh-huh. And then, you know, share it with your friends or whoever. Yes, please. Just to help get the word out about everything. Yeah. Um, okay, that's all. Yeah. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.